Welcome to season number three, episode number three of the Gospel for Everyone. And in this episode, we're going to be talking about all things holidays. That's right. Yes. It's one of our favorite times of the years, and we thought we would just kind of capitalize on all the commercialization of the holiday season, right? Uh, that's right, because we have so many sponsors and so many <laughs> listeners. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, Both for, of you will for, appreciate that. For joke. the couple of <laughs> you that are listening to this and chuckling in your car, thank you. Uh, we really no, you're right. It, that. It's 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 holiday right. season right now. We're we're uh, I guess a couple of days out from the Thanksgiving sure. holiday season, right. and now that means Christmas is upon us, and it's on its way. Uh, yeah, so so it's appropriate to sure. take some time and talk about some of these uh, seasonal kinds of things. Right. right, it's in full swing. Everybody's thinking about it, so we thought we would think about it a little bit as well. Yeah, and I, you know it's such a special time because there's so many traditions mm-hmm. that are a part of both of those holidays, right. Thanksgiving and Christmas. Right. Um, I know, you know, for us, uh, Thanksgiving, it, Thanksgiving is probably my favorite mm-hmm. of the two. And a lot of that has to do with some of our, our traditions yeah. that we've done. You know, we have the, the, the menu that we work through mm-hmm. every year. So right. Sunny just kind of outdoes it herself every year with the food right. and everything. Right. And, uh, watching football is obviously oh, yeah. a, a big part of that, you know, for me. That's and, always great. Um, Back a long time ago, when the kids were younger, we would go and we would do the turkey trot, yeah, this little five k, do a little know, running every every Chris, uh, sorry Thanksgiving morning. That sure. was always fun. Sure, burn off some calories before you eat. Yeah, you know, yeah, preemptive strike, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I know others do like all the Black Friday shopping. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't feel like that's as big of a thing as it was, like maybe even ten or fifteen. Yeah, years I don't ago. think I don't think this year it was really a big deal at all. Yeah, it's so much has moved online. Right, now. It's online. You know, inflation has been a big deal, mm-hmm. so people don't have as much money to spend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, Black Friday, I, you know, I don't ever remember doing that as a kid, going shopping after thing. I remember returning gifts after Christmas, but yeah. I don't ever remember doing yeah. like the sales or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, we we didn't. I don't remember going shopping ever right. as a kid. <laughs> uh, we hardly ever left the house, but I do remember getting the. Um, the service merchandise Christmas yes. catalog, and I would go through and look at all the toys that I wasn't yeah. going to get yeah. for Christmas. And, you know, that there's like a nostalgic right. sort of thing. Kind of dog ear the corners of the pages uh-huh. that they were on, circle uh-huh. them, hoping, yeah. you know, put it right next to dad's chair or something like right. that. So. Yeah, yeah, leave a little right. hint there. Right. Um, there were times when uh, Sonny and I did this a few years when there were a couple of Black Friday things that we mm-hmm. really wanted. We would We would leave and go. And do that thing like super early in the morning yeah. and have places where we were going to go. This is when we were still doing like Thanksgiving up in Nashville with our right. family and right. stuff. So the kids could stay asleep, but we would go and do that. And, mm-hmm. and that was actually kind of fun. Yeah. I always kind of railed against it like, oh, you shouldn't do that. This is right. a family holiday. But like we were doing that together as a family. It was yeah. fun. You and know? you're taking, hey, you're taking advantage of good sales. Yeah. And so you're saving money. We'd have breakfast, you know, in the morning Spend and stuff. Family but, time together. Anyway, that's, you know, Thanksgiving. There's a lot of traditions, right. you know, centered around that. And, of course, you turn right around and Christmas. Christmas is here. There are a lot of those, those special kinds of memories as well. What was what was that like for you all growing up? You know, I remember, uh, you know, the household was always a lot of uh, – it was full of excitement and, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know, anticipation of what was going to come. As a kid, we always uh, would go get a real tree. Mm, um, yeah. I remember a couple of years we actually, 
Uh, my dad had this great idea. Uh, you can't see the air quotes that I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, this great idea of buying a, a tree that you could replant. Oh, so it would come okay. with the big root ball, uh, and you'd have to put it in this giant metal bucket <laughs> in the house. Uh-huh. And you can't really disguise that. Yeah, you know? right, right, right. We did that for two years in a row, and both years they died uh, uh, after we planted them. So, yeah. but it wasn't worth. There the wasn't a year to do. three of doing no. that. Yeah, I think I, that was right around the time we bought the the first fake tree that we had. Yeah, uh, yeah. which made life a lot easier. Uh-huh. But I remember I I was talking with my sister the other day at Thanksgiving about this. I remember um, getting needle and thread mm-hmm. and popcorn and cranberries mm-hmm. and and yeah. and doing that making your own yeah making your own like, kind of what do you call it uh, tinsel trimmings on the tree yeah. tinsel tree uh, whatever it's called yeah. but uh, yeah I remember, yeah I remember yeah. doing that and uh, people don't do stuff like that anymore yeah uh, but but those were those were fun sure. holidays uh, you know as we were decorating our trees uh, so at Thanksgiving we put my mom's tree up uh-huh. and then a couple of days ago we put our tree up and it just made me think about all the times that as a kid we would mm-hmm. hang all those ornaments and how oh, yeah. when I was a little kid, all the, the ornaments that I would hang would be at the bottom of the tree. Mm. And now I have to do all the ones at the top of the tree. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, uh-huh. life changes that way. Sure. Yeah. What about you? Uh, yeah. I, I think about when Sonny and I were first married, um, we, uh, I guess we didn't have a tree at first. I mean, we you know, were just trying to get pots and pans, right. you know, like survive. But um, we found a, a tree, one of the, you talk about the fake trees and stuff. Uh-huh. That's all we've ever had. I think that's all Sonny had growing up. But um, we found one. It was like a $20 mm-hmm. December 28th discount <laughs> thing at Lowe's or whatever. It was just, just super cheap. And we right. have had that tree the entire time yeah. that we've been married until finally last year. Right. We got it out and looked at it. And I don't know what was different, but it was like all of all of the leaves or fake leaves, whatever. It, right. like, it decided to turn into the Charlie Brown Christmas tree, and so we got it out. And it, this thing had just shed right. all over. We were like, okay, I guess the adhesive. It we got it. our twenty dollars worth. It was you know a dollar a year basically. Yeah. We bought that thing twenty years. ago. That's really so, awesome. So we went out and we bought a a, a larger one, and it was right. pre lit and all this. And so it's it's pretty. Yeah, it's nice. I like it. But you know, I'm still sort of a. Nostalgic for my twenty dollar right. uh, Christmas tree deal that we that, got. That's so, a great memory to have. Though. Yeah, yeah. So a, you know, there's a lot of things like that. They just make the right. holiday special. My wife loves Christmas music. I mean, like the first time that it even gets a little bit chilly in September, uh-huh. she's ready uh, to hear Harry Connick Jr.'s Christmas right. music and stuff. So we we have a rule. You know, we at least have to make it past my birthday. It's right. early November. Is November. My birthday. Yeah. When we get past that, then it's it's full bore for about two months. So. Yeah, you know, I and and I I think about uh, the the Christmas music. The the one beef I have about December and radio stations are. They decide to play Christmas music on every station, twenty four seven. Yeah, and well, at some point you're just kind of like, all right, I can't take this anymore. Right, and that's that's what Spotify is for. Well, and that's why, that's why you should listen to podcasts, right? Like exactly. this one, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and Spotify, if you want to sponsor us, yeah, that'd, be, that'd yeah. be great too. That's right. But yeah. listen, one of the reasons why we want to talk about uh, the holidays is. Uh, last year, uh, around this time of year, we did a uh, what, what I consider one of our one of our best podcasts. We mm-hmm. talked about uh, dealing with grief through the holiday season, which is something that inevitably everybody faces. Yeah, and we yeah. were trying to think of, of something similar but different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that same vein. 
And so this year, one of the things we came up with was, you know, how can how can you really survive through the holidays and and give it your best, or mm-hmm. how do you thrive yeah. in the holidays? Yeah, yeah, that that's kind of the um, kind of the idea we're working with here is uh, wanting to to not just um, as you say survive, but but to thrive, right? Right. right. And uh, and so one of the ways that uh, I think we we can acknowledge is this is a difficult time. It's a special time, but it's it a is. difficult time, right. you know? So um, it can be a time when, you know, depression is mm-hmm. is peaking right now. Right. So all of these things that we're talking about with all these fun memories, you know, but a lot of people have that. But say you do have some grief mm-hmm. that's kind of fresh for you. Uh, well, that can make this holiday kind of... Um, a little less joyful, yeah. you know, because you're just remembering all those fun things and, you know, mom, dad, your loved ones, whoever it might be, mm-hmm. they're, they're not there, you know, to enjoy right. that with you. Um, I know uh, several families that are are even off of the Thanksgiving holiday kind of struggling right. with the conflict right. that that uh, is brought back to the surface. We can do pretty well through the year when mm-hmm. we're not really seeing family, but... Right that outlying stuff that we're not dealing with, boy, you get around a, a dinner table for a few right. hours and uh, it, it starts to bleed out. Different you know? opinions come out and yeah. people start to fight and you know, every, talk ugly to each other. Right. And just about every family, you've got that one oh, family yeah. member where, or, or maybe more, <laughs> you know, where or it, maybe you. <laughs> it, it, it just can be really tough. So right. yeah, it, it can be a really, a really difficult time for those reasons, uh-huh. you know, the emotionally or, or because of your your relationships, your family, and mm-hmm. and you know that doesn't even get into I mean just the temptations this time of year mm-hmm. to 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 overeat, mm-hmm. to overspend, mm-hmm. to overexert yourself running around cleaning the house, or if you're certainly if you're hosting, sure you, you know there's just there's so many things that uh, that can deter us from right. really thriving. So uh, so yeah, Lane's right. That's that's kind of the idea here is we just want to take a little bit of time acknowledge the season right and and try to talk about a few ways that we think uh we can thrive instead of just putting it on autopilot instead sure. of succumbing to some of these temptations uh we want to do better right right and so so that's kind of the gist here for us today right you know i had uh, uh two things before we move into those uh ideas uh the other day when we were putting up our Christmas tree in our house, uh, we've got I'm almost I'm almost ashamed to say this because I make fun of people that do this, but we have three Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but when I say three, we've got our normal one that we always do. We've got mm-hmm. this little bitty one that we put on the back porch. It's probably three feet tall. Mm-hmm. And we put shells on it from our time in Tampa. Mm-hmm. And then we have my dad's old tree that we've turned into like a memory tree. Um, but before we decorated them, uh, we put them in place. We put them up, and we started right. looking at them. We were like, you know, these things are just really pretty without anything on them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And we were looking at the simplicity of that. Mm. And you start sure. thinking about all the decorations, and, you know, you're talking about overexerting yourself. Oh, yeah. Some people will spend five, six, eight days straight, mm-hmm. you know, overexerting themselves to prepare for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, the other thing I was thinking about, too, is – uh in this vein is I've had a couple of people ask me, how was your Thanksgiving? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, if, if I'm giving the most honest answer I can, it's not that my Thanksgiving was bad. Mm-hmm. It's just as a 45 year old, 
the the holidays are now different. Mm-hmm. Dad's gone, right? Mom's by herself. Brother's gone. Uh, you know, family dynamics are different. Yeah, uh, sure. Kids have grown up. Kids have moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the traditions that you held held on to, they're starting to kind of change and shift and and oh, become yeah. different. I know you guys are right in the middle of that too, with mm-hmm. your kids going off to college and mm-hmm. oh, yeah. you know. So yeah. so when you think about you know the past traditions versus what's coming ahead, it can really kind of put you in a funky mood. Sure. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. so. So I, I believe that when we think about how can we make it through the holidays and give it our best or thrive, mm-hmm. I think we've come up with with five easy ways uh, to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I forget who it was. Somebody said a long time ago, you can never go home again. Right. <laughs> and uh, what he's talking about there is, is exactly what you're saying. There's this nostalgia for the way things used to be, but um, we never get to go back to the way right. things used to be. And uh, definitely, as as we age and the seasons change, mm-hmm. uh, it's not necessarily better or worse. Yeah. I feel like that at sometimes. Yeah. It's just different. Yeah, you know. And our version of that years ago, we started hosting these uh-huh. things at our house just because family dynamics were such that nobody else was really healthy enough and on deck right. to do it. So, right. so Sunny started doing that, and you know, I don't know how I felt about it at the time, but now we've done that long enough. I'm like, man, that when the day comes that I don't get to watch my TV, my football, <laughs> and eat in my dining room. Right. I've got to go somewhere right. else. I'll right. be a cranky old man, you know. So so I probably need to take my own advice here on yeah. some of these things, the ways that we can thrive through the holidays. If you like a list, this is a list, uh, just five things, five reminders, five ways we can thrive yeah. through the holidays. Um, the first is something that you've probably been thinking about and already doing. Many people do this through the month of November, certainly at Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But the first way we can thrive through the holidays is by practicing gratitude. Uh, again, a lot of people do that, I know, throughout sure. uh, the month of November. It's just mm-hmm. become sort of second nature. Right. You know, people making posts or, or keeping up with uh, right. uh, ways and you know things that they're for which they're grateful. Thankfulness, and, and all pumpkin, of that. Yeah, those kinds of all of those yeah. those really cool creative ideas. Um, I feel like if you're already in the habit of doing that, why not continue it through yeah. Christmas and New Year's holidays? Yeah. If if you're not, it's a great time to start that. Right. You know? You're maybe a little later to the game than some, but but so what? You know. Right. Um. And and obviously we've talked a lot just about family and traditions and everything, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, given the nature of this podcast, it's important to to just name this and say gratitude is a really important spiritual practice. Very much so. Um, it's a spiritual discipline. Yes, you know, to take that time to to reflect. You know, to, to try and take a little bit of time every day. Uh, there's there's the practice of examine, and uh-huh. we can. Uh, Lane and I were just talking today about you know possibly in the future working through some of those sure. those yeah. kinds of things. But it's just basically a time to reflect on your day, and a big part of that mm-hmm. is to think about uh, gratitude. Right. Think about your day. And, right. Okay, so looking back, what are you thankful for, right? And uh, and even secular studies show this. Mm-hmm. They talk about the health benefits that come from practicing right. gratitude. Right. So – and I think it's really important. Yeah, in a world that is so consumer driven and stuff driven, mm-hmm. it's especially this time of year as we approach the shopping and all of that. It's yeah. good to stop and think instead of, you know, how can I get more stuff? How can I buy more yeah. stuff? How yeah. 
how can we just be thankful for the moment we're in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's so important. Yeah. Gratitude kind of counters that scarcity mindset. Yeah. That's what, you know, all these, all these, uh, you know, advertisements are kind of predicated on making us think that our lives are somehow right. incomplete because we don't have this right. product or Homo. if, if you really love this person, you yeah. you buy them this gift or whatever. And look, if you choose to do that, something great for your loved ones. Awesome, man. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. But you know, gratitude can be a healthy practice to sure. sort of counter against that, you know? Um, so, so not only does it, it keep us, I think from, uh, giving in to that Christmas consumerism. One thing I think it's important to note too is that as we enter into winter every yes. year, I see the impact of that. Mm-hmm. What is called seasonal affective disorder, and it's when you know the sun is going down at four thirty or five. Mm. It's it's usually gray and cold even during the day when right. the sun is up, and it really does impact people's mm-hmm. moods. It impacts their health and. Uh, Look, I'm not some scientist or whatever. I work in a church, but I can tell you from January, as soon as we get past the holidays, from January until the first week or two of March, we will have more funerals Uh here at this church than at any other time of Mm -hmm. the year because, well, I don't know because, I I believe that it has a lot to do with this just dreariness, you know? Give in, give up kind of attitude. Yeah, and past the holidays, what do I have to really look forward Mm -hmm. to and all of that? Well, gratitude can really be a counter against that emotional and and mental pitfall we sometimes uh, give into. There's so much joy in gratitude, and that Mm -hmm. that counterbalances that. You know, it's I, I don't know if you've noticed this, but... Uh, it seems like once the time changes and it goes gets dark at, at mm. the earlier time, it seems like traffic picks up. Yeah, I don't know if you've noticed that or not. I mean, there's yeah. a lot of traffic here in Huntsville anyway, but yeah. it just seems like there's more and more traffic. Everything takes longer. Uh, it 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 really it really does affect people. So uh, you know the way that you practice gratitude, and it's probably people saying, "Okay, I hear you. What what do we mean by practicing it?" Right. Um, I think there's a lot of ways you can do that. Um, journaling is probably the the easiest way that comes to mind. And and what I mean by that, you know, it's not like you have to have your, uh, you know, fuzzy pen and your little secret journal, to, you right. know, secret notebook Under to do that, you know, a diary. Yeah. I mean, that's a great way to do it. Um, I have a moleskin I use. That's, it helps me kind of organize mm-hmm. my thoughts. I know plenty of people who just keep a running Google doc, document yeah. on their phone or on their laptop yeah. or whatever. I mean, whatever works for you that... Yeah. Nobody's grading that. It's just a way for you to be able to write it down in the moment mm-hmm. and then be able to look back on it, too. And it doesn't have to be a long, drawn-out thing. It can be just words, Yeah, you know, key bullet points, that mm-hmm. thoughts that are popping in your head. But you, you've got to, like, write it down and right. record it somehow, somehow because your memory is not as good as you think it is. Right. And you, you think you're going to remember this stuff, and, you know, it, it's amazing what you'll forget. Right. It's no different than going on a trip or going somewhere special and taking pictures. You know, you're taking a snapshot of that physical place you're in. You're wanting to take a a, a mental snapshot of mm-hmm. the things that you are happy and joyous about oh, in totally. that moment. Yeah, absolutely. So I think that's one thing. And then the other piece I would add to it is um, not just, you know, thinking for yourself, but mm-hmm. uh, reaching out to somebody else writing somebody a note right. to say thank you, hey, I, I'm grateful for you, right. I appreciate you. I mean, uh, writing a letter and mailing it sounds like the most old-fashioned thing right. in the world, but I've started doing that more here lately yeah. 
because it's unique. Right. It's like who gets special mail anymore? I right. mean, I got the other day I checked my mailbox and there wasn't a single piece of mail yeah. addressed to anybody that lives at my house. Right. I mean, it was all just, you know, uh, a generic right. kind a of mailer kind of stuff, thing, circular yeah. or whatever. We get mail for our missionary friends. They uh-huh. send their stuff. Out. Like, no, they, you don't get anything Nothing of import there right. unless it's a bill. Right. But when you write somebody a handwritten note, uh-huh. I've had people who've been, you know, just saying, wow, Thank you so much it's for so that. neat. What, yeah. what you wrote, and, and there's nothing magical about it. It was just a little handwritten thing. Right. But man, that's so uncommon right. these days. You know that that makes me think about recently here at church. We had a a couple that responded uh, to the invitation on Sunday morning, and they were, uh, you know, they've gone through some stuff in the past year in their family, and uh, uh, the 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 husband of the the couple talked about the the gratitude that he has had towards this congregation and talked about writing thank you notes out yeah. and sending those out. And uh, finally, I think they just got to the point where we, we've written like a lot of these. We can't continue to do this, yeah. but we just wanted yeah. to give a blanket thank you. But the fact that counterbalancing a, a moment of, of sadness in their life by sending out moments of gratitude, mm-hmm. uh, that that's so amazing to Absolutely. be able to, to counterbalance this depression mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. So practicing gratitude, that's an easy one. That's kind of first base for us here. Uh, Number two on our list here, uh, ways we can thrive through the holidays, is to pray in advance and to pray for patience. Mm. Okay, so this is where uh, we talked a little bit about if you're dealing with a family kind of dynamic where there's some tension, Mm -hmm. you know, we we don't have to come up with all the scenarios, but, um, but we all know what that's like. And and there are certain family relationships that are strained for good reasons or bad reasons. It doesn't matter. Um, when you know that and you Mm -hmm. can, you can kind of picture it, you're dreading it, right? (laughs) You're, You're like, maybe you had that at Thanksgiving or it's coming up for Christmas and you just are dreading sitting around the table because you Mm -hmm. know, Somebody's going to make that comment or somebody's going to say something or maybe it's just your flesh. Maybe it's like they just get on my last nerve. <laughs> you know, like, I don't, whatever it might be, it's just you're dreading it. Right. And uh, the holidays will bring that stuff up right. to the surface because, right. like we said, we're spending more time with our loved ones than we ordinarily would. You know, it's, in a confined space when it's yeah, cold outside, you can't escape. Can't go anywhere and right. you're stuck at the table. Right. So. So you know that's going to happen. It's it's coming. I mean, you know these people, yeah. right? You know the comment your uncle's going to make. Right. You know what your mother-in-law's <laughs> going to say. Like you right. you know these people, right. okay? So, you begin in advance. Mm-hmm. I've got a few weeks before Christmas, okay? You begin praying for patience mm-hmm. and and praying for grace, mm-hmm. you know. Um praying for that person by name. I mean, just you think the Lord doesn't know about that tension? Right. Of course he does. So, right. hey, let's just own it. Right? I'm praying for you know, fill in the blank, right? And you begin asking God to work during your time together. And and look, it's it's not I mean, if God chooses to bring about some reconciliation, then all the better, okay? Mm-hmm. But I'm just talking about asking God to to give you the strength to deal with right. that in a way that honors him. Right. To not default into your worst self, you know, right. your defensiveness or your reaction or, you know, like uh, it's Maybe it's easy for you to get angry, mm-hmm. you know, like just praying in advance for God to help you. I, I believe there's real power in that when we begin praying like that in advance. Right. And I think it's important 
uh, to, to note what you did not say. Mm-hmm. You did not say, pray that God will change that person's conversation. No. Or pray that yes. God will change that person's attitude because this is on you. Yeah. Uh, how learning, you react. Right. How, learning yeah. how to do that. Because, listen, you're going to run into people like that all the time. Mm-hmm. You're going to run people like that throughout throughout your life, and you need to be able to learn how to do it. And and I, I stand before you. God is my witness. Mm-hmm. I struggle with this. Oh, sure. We all uh, do. I mean, it's, it's so challenging and so hard. And it's not that I don't... Uh, try mm-hmm. but it's it's little things i mean we're we're yeah. a household of 3 right now yeah and uh our home is relatively quiet mm-hmm. and we kind of do what we want yeah uh and when you get around 15 people oh sure and you go in one place together inevitably the dynamic has shifted mm-hmm. and you're the one that has to learn how to adapt to that space yeah well, I mean, we, we're living that. We, we're down to three of us right now with right. two off to college. And then they come home and they brought a friend who stayed with us. We had six back in our home. So we doubled the number of people right. at home for like a week, right. you know. And and for the kids who are gone away from college, it's like we're just back at home. Right. Nothing's changed for them because right. they're used to the five. It's a plus one deal. Sure. So whatever. But, you know, but for the three of us who live here still, it's like we all kind of looked at each right. other at one point and we're like, Man, it's loud in here. Yeah. <laughs> We've kind of right. gotten used to. How Why quiet, is all the hot water quiet. gone? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like I, I had to go out to eat on Sunday just to have food. Right. I mean, <laughs> these college boys <laughs> wearing me out. I don't have anything to eat. But sure. um, so what I like to do, I'm a big believer in. I've uh, got a couple of athletes in my home, mm-hmm. you know, in my family. So we talk a lot about uh, visualizing the sure. end, right? Sure. Picturing yourself being successful, and that's not just like sports psychology, mm-hmm. right? So I think in this scenario, you picture yourself interacting with this person. You mm-hmm. picture the dinner table, right? Mm-hmm. Or the couch with the football game on, whatever it is, right. you know, and you start imagining in advance how you're going to address right. them, right? You you, he, you have to hear your voice mm-hmm. speaking words that are kind, you know, not filled with bitterness or anger. And you, you picture that in advance. And I'm telling you, it is helpful. You know, just like, they, sure. you know, I remember John Smoltz talking about this years ago about visualizing the pitch and then you execute it. It's right. the same, same sort of deal. So, so again, Hey, look, if God chooses to like bring about some major reconciliation within your family because of this, then praise God, mm-hmm. you know, he can do whatever he wants. We, you know, bring a dead man back to life. You think he right. can't like fix your relationship with your brother-in-law? Right. I mean, of course, but, but even if he doesn't, okay, this mm-hmm. is the right thing to do because- right. You'll feel better knowing, and I think this is kind of the point you were making a minute ago, like you're focusing on you. You're focusing on being the kind of person yeah. you're supposed to be in that interaction. Mm-hmm. And you'll walk away feeling better, even if the ugly thing is said right. by that family member. And, you know, I think one additional part to this is I mean, we're all guilty of this. You pack up, you leave. If you're not at your own home, you get in the car mm-hmm. and then you sit down and as soon as the door shuts and you back out of the driveway, mm-hmm. you start unloading on everything that, that just wrong. happened yeah, sure. and you complain about it and you talk about it and you gripe about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to tell you something that that doesn't help. No, no, no. We're doing the thing on right. love languages right, right now. Nobody's love language is no. complaining and grumbling. Like no. it, it doesn't build up. Right. You, know? you think you're being constructive yeah. and, and, and helping the situation. But it just doesn't do you any good at all. Yeah. And and if anything, it makes it harder for the next time you get together. Mm-hmm. If you're praying for patience yeah. and then you do that at the end, 
you've undone yeah. basically everything that you prayed for. Yeah, maybe that's when you pray for self-control. Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't say the thing you feel right. like you want to say. Okay, so ways we can thrive. Number one, practice gratitude. Right. Number two, pray in advance for patience. Number three, practice rest. Amen. Rest. Okay, so uh, we're Americans. Mm-hmm. We kind of all pride ourselves on this, you know, kind of work hard, uh, you know, pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps mm-hmm. kind of individualism. Right. But I think, man, right now, just the people I know and the people I talk with, and even myself to a certain degree, you know, I feel like we're all in this space of just feeling really burned out sure. and and overworked. And uh, the holidays provide a, a little bit of a break right. from that routine you know and it's and it's really good to take advantage of that it is it is a biblical concept Very much for, so. for us to take time to rest it this was 10 or 12 years ago now um sunny and i went over the the holiday break we went to south africa to visit visit some of our missionaries uh there that we we mm-hmm. kind of support as a church and uh, and we got there and they were doing this huge like five day um kind of a conference, like all the, you know, churches of Christ around right. um, from Johannesburg all the way down to Cape Town, all the way up like the Western coast. They all were coming together for this five day, like big conference workshop kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, and it was really cool. And, and we got a chance to interact. That's why we were there. Sure. But um, I was like, so how does this work? You know, and, and they were telling me, well, we have basically like this period of time where it's 10 days. I forget what they call it, but this big block of time around them when nobody works. Hmm. I mean, every, most businesses are shut down. Obviously, you've got grocery stores, gas stations, Staples, all that, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff. But he said, for the most part, everybody just is able to to take this time off and and just rest. Right. And I said, man, that's that seems kind of odd you know, to me. And they're like, oh, we know we're, we make fun of the Americans who never, ever take their days off. We're like, you guys are crazy. Right. And I went to Scotland, same thing, thing. Uh, places around the world. They're like, they get this in a way that maybe we don't, you know? Now, again, the response is like, well, yeah, we're Americans. We're we're not going to be like everybody else. Well, okay, forget all that. Just, it is a biblical concept for us to rest. Mm -hmm. That's a really good thing. Right. I know that Americans are often the ones that don't use all of their vacation days. Mm-hmm. They don't use all their off days. And, you know, we're, we're, we're both guilty of that. I know early in my career mm-hmm. in ministry, you're always supposed to take a day off during the week. Cause you have, you know, you're working on Sundays, mm-hmm. so you get Saturday off. You, the mm-hmm. churches usually say, take another day off. And yeah. for the longest time, I didn't do that yeah. because I felt like, well, I, if everybody else is working on Monday through Friday, I should be too. Yeah. And I didn't realize how much strain that was putting on my, my work that yeah. I was doing. Yeah. A lot of times we'll, we'll kind of wear that as a badge, yeah. you know, like again, yeah, absolutely. I don't take all my mm-hmm. days of work. That's what losers do. And, I don't know, man. I just think the holidays give us a chance, a natural sort of right. way to pull back and rest because I don't I don't feel like that whole like workaholic attitude is really doing a whole lot for us. No. You know, I don't I don't feel like a lot of us are really just thriving because right. of that. And uh, there's actually been a lot of studies that kind of show this. If you if you want like greater productivity, mm-hmm. uh, pull back a little bit. <laughs> it, it seems mm-hmm. counterintuitive, but. You know, the more rest you get, the more productive you're going to be. Right. You know, instead of staring at your screen for those two and a half hours and nothing happened, if you went and took a 20-minute nap and came back, 
I bet the results would be different. You always feel better. You know? Yeah. So I don't just if you have off days that you've saved up, I mean, just spend a few of those right. and and rest and sleep and have fun and relax. That's one of the ideas behind the, the Jewish concept of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's about not not working. Um, but it's, it's reflecting on God, but it's also about like having some fun. Right. You know, I there's a lot of modern Jewish families that talk about their they love to play board games, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, with their families um, right. when they're observing Sabbath. Uh, uh, our version of that, you know, Sonny likes to work puzzles mm-hmm. during the holidays. I think Kristen does the same yeah. thing. And, yeah. You know, for me, it's like I, it does not relax me. I'm no, like, I have to come in and thing. like I don't want help. <laughs> I'm just I'm going to do this. I'm right. going to conquer it myself. And, right. So I, I can't help and and, uh-uh. and do that. But uh, you know, for me, it's more of just like reading and mm-hmm. listening to music or whatever, but you find those things that you can kind of take part in. Uh, it's, it's a really important step, and the yeah. holidays provide usually that opportunity for right. us. There's lots of good holiday movies you can watch, sit down together as a family, and turn off your screens, and mm-hmm. yeah. don't don't open your computer up, and just watch the movie like we used to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so much more uh, downtime with that. Yeah. So number four kind of taps into a lot of... Um, you know what what we dis- discussed last time mm-hmm. last year i guess the the podcast you're referencing but uh let's just go ahead and address this for those who might be grieving number 4 is remember those who are gone absolutely uh just take that time to acknowledge it if there is a little bit of grief mm-hmm. for you uh it can be really overwhelming it can during the holidays and you know we we all know the reasons for that it's because so many of our memories mm-hmm involved those dear loved ones and and when they're gone that can really change the way we feel about the holidays you know if we're we're not careful so this is just what i found as i think about you know the people that i miss around the holidays i found this really helpful just to take some time to be intentional and just carve out that time to remember them you know um rather than trying to ignore that grief i think it's better to just make time for it and say okay uh, you know, it's not, I don't schedule time to cry or whatever, right. but you know, but, but give to, yourself permission. Set aside, well, yeah, yeah. If it happens, it happens. But I'm talking about setting aside time to like, think about them. Right. Uh, Thanksgiving that night, mm-hmm. I kind of got out, I took a little walk around the neighborhood and it just sort of came up. Mm-hmm. And so I spent some time reflecting on the loved ones who weren't around our table right. this year, you know? And so I found that making time for that, it really does give some room for my grief, at least for that period of time. Right. And then then that grief doesn't like spill out into these other times when I'm really trying to enjoy uh, the, the time I have with the rest of my family, right. you right. know? So I just think it's, there's these times where it's good to set aside an hour and you get out that old family photo album, yeah. you know, and you go through and you look at those pictures together. And like, and like we said, if you tear up, that's okay. Uh, I would say that's that's kind of the point, right. <laughs> you know, uh, you just hit those feelings head on and and you deal with them. Right. You know, like I said earlier, we uh, we've started doing uh, several years ago. My parents gave me my old ornaments that I had when I was, you know, one, two and three mm-hmm. years old when, you know, you're first born. Grandma buys you an ornament or something. Right. Yeah. So I've got all of those and it's a really neat thing to look at. But last year, my mom gave us their old tree. It was a huge tree. She didn't want to worry about decorating anymore. And so we've made that dad's memory tree, yeah. also my brother. And we were very intentional this year uh, as I took 
you know, the, a, there's there's like five or six ornaments. There's one that my mom gave me that has my dad's picture on it. Yeah. And yeah. There's a special one that, uh, you know, is of Marty. Mm. And uh, just taking time to, it's almost like a ceremony, mm-hmm. you know. We, oh, yeah. We pull sure. these ornaments out and you place it on the tree in a very prominent spot. And you look at it and you think, and then we start, you know, talking about stories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And inevitably it, it moves from a moment of, you know, grief and sadness to a moment of joy oh, of and reflection yes. and, and laughter. And you're talking about memories and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's, it's a, yeah. uh, what, what seems like it could be a sad moment. Mm-hmm. If, if you're not careful, you could go down that road, but yeah. let it turn into joy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, and even. Even if it does get sad for a few minutes, you know, right? You know, it's inevitably going to turn back. But oh, sure, the season's just so joyful, right? You know, so, so yeah, I, I like what you said about you know you end up telling those stories. I think we shouldn't be shy about telling those no, stories. Absolutely not. You have a loved one who might be grieving mm-hmm. this holiday season. Man, I just think it is a really loving thing to do for you to find a way to ask them to tell some of those stories. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, mom, tell me about, tell me about. You know, what do you remember the day you and dad got married or what, you know, what do you remember about when you met him or right. you know, tell me about the time that such and such happened? You know, we all have these funny like right. family stories and, um, and, and, and we shouldn't, I, sometimes people, especially if, if they've not, you know, lost somebody really close or whatever they're sometimes it's, a, it's awkward because right. you're around somebody and they've lost somebody and you know it and they know it and everything. But we feel like sometimes, um, I don't want to mention that. I don't. I don't want to mention the name of the right. deceased because that would just be so painful for them. And maybe in a rare case, it might be. But here's what I've found: mm-hmm. just working in a church and dealing with my own grief and talking mm-hmm. with people who are grieving. Um, man, people love it right. <laughs> when you mention their loved yeah, one who's the celebration. gone on. Yeah, it lets them know you haven't forgotten. Right. It, it keeps their memory alive. You exactly. know, if, uh, if if I saw your mother and I just casually said something about your dad. Yeah. I mean, she would love that yeah. because I knew him and it's a way of saying I haven't forgotten him. Right. And you know, we don't it doesn't have to be a big long yeah. weepy thing, but it just it would mean a lot. Exactly. I, I think most people are that way. Yeah. And it, it you like you said, it may have that weepy moment. Yeah. But yeah. inevitably, you know, you can then turn that around into but I remember when and tell a funny yeah. story or something. Yeah, yeah. Know? There's always another one queued up behind right. there. That, because, you know, you know, in our moment of, of crying over, you know, hanging an uh, ornament for dad, yeah. uh, there's the, the counterbalance to that is the year that <laughs> they, they did this several years, but, uh, you know, gave us tacky ornaments. Mm-hmm. And yeah. one year, no offense to you, because I know that you're a, a huge UT Vols <laughs> fan, but sure. they gave yeah. us a, a sled that has a UT orange <laughs> sled on it. And it's got to be on your tree. Yeah. I mean, and I hate that (laughs) ornament, but I love that ornament, you know, because it was something that was given out of, out of, you know, it's a joke, a a practical joke thing. Yeah. That's uh, great. You know, it's just moments like that. Use those moments of reflection Mm -hmm. to celebrate and honor and, and remember and listen as, as, you know, somewhat, you know, I lost my dad a year ago, uh, almost two years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, Jason, you lost your parents 20 plus years ago. Yeah, 30. Yeah, it's been a long time. It it gets easier as you move on, Mm -hmm. but you never forget how important those moments were. Of course not. That's why, you know, telling those stories and remembering, it's really important. So 
making that time. Yeah. Don't uh, be afraid of it. And and maybe if you're the one who's grieving, I would say to you, like giving yourself permission to do yeah. that. You know, it's it's okay. And yeah. uh and you'll feel better you will usually after you do that. Mm-hmm. So it may take a little bit, but you will. You'll feel <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah, I, I really do believe that. Okay, so we're practicing gratitude, mm-hmm. we're praying in advance for patience, we're practicing rest, we're remembering those who are gone, and then fifth and final is we're staying focused on Jesus. Right. Um, I mean, we have to end there, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, people have said he's the reason for the season, right. and uh, it's very rhymy and very cheesy, but it is also right. very true. Uh, Jesus is a sponsor of this podcast. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. We do have that. Yeah. So. Um, no, I mean, what what we're saying is if we find ourselves struggling yes. through the holidays, then uh, one of the best things we can do is to do the same thing we do whenever we struggle with anything else, mm-hmm. and that is to, to focus ourselves upon Jesus. Right. And, uh, y- you know, it's it's funny to say it, but I think you can really lose sight of that this yeah. time of year. It's just, it's, there's so much else going on, right. and... Um, you know all the all the frosty and the Rudolph and mm-hmm. the elves and you know the things that that go with it. Right. Um, if you have a child in your life, Christmas kind of can become f- sort of fun again yeah. in, in new ways. But uh, but keeping that focus on on Christ uh, that helps that helps us thrive through uh, this period. So so we talked a little bit about grief. If you find yourself grieving, then. Hey, is, isn't there power in remembering mm-hmm. that he promises us a place where there are no more tears, no more pain, and no more suffering? Mm-hmm. I mean, a place where grief can't touch us anymore. You're only going to get that promise in Jesus. Right. You know? Doesn't happen anywhere else. That's right. Uh, anxiety, you find yourself wrestling with that. Man, again, there is power, right, mm-hmm. in remembering that he right. alone is our peace. He is the one who shelters us from all of life's storms. Right. You know? Uh, I mean, you go on a fear, remembering he's the good shepherd. Mm-hmm. And that means you're safe with him. You don't have anything to be afraid of. Uh, all of this stuff, man, it's it's not to say that we shouldn't get other forms of help, you know, if we're really dealing with serious depression or anxiety. We've talked about that on here before, too. There is mm-hmm. no shame in reaching out and getting help. Okay, right, not, right. not at all. But um, But what I would say is that, you know, you can always find someone else who can do some of these things for you, someone else you know, can, can listen. Someone else can, can write you a prescription if you need it. Someone else might be able to do a host of things to help you through whatever it is that you might be facing. But only you can mm-hmm. keep yourself focused on Jesus. Right. <laughs> Nobody else right. can do that for you. Right. And so that's why we, we end uh, with that one, because only you have that power. Right. You know? And I know probably some of you out there are like, um, how, how do you, through this consumer-driven busy, hectic time that we're going through, through the holidays, all the extra stuff you got, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. How do you find time to be able to focus on Jesus? Yeah. Well, probably one of the most practical ways, there, there's, you know, having to plan out a Christmas service usually right. keeps you focused on it. Right. Not everybody gets to do that, bit. right? Um, I have this playlist that I listen to, and it's called Messiah Christmas. And um, there's no Frosty the Snowman on that playlist right. and no Rudolph or, you know, Grandma got run over by reindeer or any of that silly. This all just like Jesus Christmas right. songs. 
And um, and so for me, I mean, this is just me because I told you a while ago, music is kind of one of those one of those ways for me. Um, I'll just you know, crank that up and, mm-hmm. and listen to it, and uh, it helps me keep my focus where right. I want it to be. You know, right. it keeps my mind centered in. And it's funny, like little lines that I've heard in these songs <laughs> forever. Like before I met Sonny, I didn't listen to Christmas music. <laughs> Are you kidding me? You know, but like now I've you learn to just love it right. or else you know, you're going to be miserable right. married to her. So so I, we listen to a lot of Christmas music now. I'm thinking about that line in Oh Holy Night. Mm-hmm. And it talks about uh, it says a weary world rejoices. Mm. And that, that's what's like stuck in my head right now. And I just think that is a description of our world. Mm-hmm. It's weary, uh, Israel and Hamas, mm-hmm. and transgenderism and uh, inflation and mm-hmm. uh, economy, you know, all the politics the things, you know, are coming up on an election and yeah. uh, weary world, you know, um, but there's joy <laughs> right. for that weary world in the message of Jesus. Right. And I don't know, it's just giving me a fresh reason to to worship him mm-hmm. and, uh, and keep my focus on him these last few days. Right. You know, that's uh, music has the ability to do that for us. And as we listen to Christmas music, I, you know, I'm like you, I, mm-hmm. I still don't really enjoy Christmas music that right. much, especially yeah. the hip hop pop stuff that's out these days uh-huh. and yeah. uh, you know I'll listen to some Bing Crosby or something like you know the old mm-hmm. classic stuff yeah but uh, every year when we decorate our tree we have Kristen's Christmas playlist and it always mm-hmm. starts with uh you know the a Chris Tomlin song, mm-hmm. uh, you know, joy, unspeakable joy, mm, yeah, uh, you right. know, is, is part of that, that, uh, it's just a reminder of what we're able to do through the season mm-hmm. and how we're able to celebrate. And, uh, you know, yes, it's cold outside. It's dark outside. There's junk going on. There's a lot of hectic life happenings taking place, but stop and focus on Jesus and remember how much joy he can bring into your life. Yeah, that's right. Well, we hope that you can find ways to thrive through this holiday season. Um, The things that we're suggesting here to you, I know there's there's nothing that's necessarily just mind-blowing here. It's just simple little reminders. But um, sometimes it's those simple little things that... Uh, that can make all the difference for us right. between just hanging on by our fingernails and surviving mm-hmm. or actually thriving. And so that's what we pray for, for you, for your family, for your loved ones through this holiday season. Absolutely. Thank you for inviting us into your home, into your car, into your playlists. Uh, share this with other people uh, as you think about people who may benefit from uh, you know, struggling through a holiday season. Share it with others so that they can uh, have some hope and joy in their lives. But thank you so much for being a part of this. Absolutely. Thanks again, guys. Uh, That concludes our holiday five ways to thrive episode here on the gospel for everyone. We'll catch you next time. See you later.